Okay, today's daf, daf membeis, daf membeis. So yesterday's daf, the beginning was about hilchas kedima, which brachas go first, ha'etz adama, different scenarios shavas aminim. Then we ended off yesterday with talking about different foods that come middle of the meal, the end of the meal, after the meal. And we mentioned a concept of pata babikisnin. Which again is basically a, a major dispute as to what that is. Uh, some say it's dough that's a sweet dough. Some say it has a filling, more like a like a Danish. In other words, the outside is like regular dough br- bread, but it's uh, again it's got the filling, a very sweet filling. And then you have the other interpretation, which is that it's very hard, like a matzah, basically. So we're going to continue that today for a little. Says the Gemara Rafuna, Rafuna achal tlaser. He had 13 loaves of bread, and each three uh, equaled a kav of, you know, bread. So the point is, there's a lot of bread. He just ate below berach, and he didn't make a bracha. Now, it's not so clear if that means he didn't make a bracha at all, which is a little hard to believe, because even if it's, uh, as we'll see, Passover, Bekis, and whatever it might be, it still requires the Bracha Achorna. So most learning means that Lo Berch means he didn't say Berchas Hamazon, but he still, he still said a Berchas Me'in Shalosh. It's a difficult ratio. Over here, Omri Nachman, Nachman was not so happy with this. Adde Kafna, he says, you are clearly very hungry, and you ate this to fill yourself up. If we ate the amount that other people are Koveya Suda on it, meaning, what we're dealing with over here, obviously, is a pasaba bekisnin. We're not dealing here with regular bread. And here we have the rule that if you're koveya sudan pasaba bekisnin, that gives it the status of bread. Because again, the whole deficiency of pasaba bekisnin is, is really two things. Is number one, is, is really only one thing. Because in truth, we consider it bread. It has to risadinama. It has to risadinama. It's just that since people are not koveya sudan, they're eating it as a snack, therefore it only has a bracha of mizonas. But once you treat it like bread and you koveya suda on it, then it becomes hamotzi lechem in arts. They were in making a wedding together. They brought before them He heard that they were making hamotzi. What's this tzitzi? I'm, I'm hearing a tzadi for some reason. Are you making a bracha of hamotzi? They set them in. The Tanya we learned in the Brisa. Rabbi Mona Amar Rishon Rabbi Huda Pataba Bekesnin Mivarchan Allah Hamotzi. That yeah, we learned that Pataba Bekesnin you go to make Hamotzi on. But Amar Shmuel and Shmuel said Allah Halakir Rabbi Mona. Amar Lo No, sorry, you're mistaken. In Allah Halakir Rabbi Mona, we do not rule like Rabbi Mona. Pataba Bekesnin is not again unless you're Kovel of Suda. It's not Hamotzi Lechman Arts. It's Mar Amulei Vahamar Huda Amar Mishum Dishmuel. Some learned that he responded. But didn't we learn in the name of Shmuel Lachmanios Hamotzi that they said back to him, "What do you mean? You know, Shmuel. It seems like a contradiction." Shmuel says Lachmaniot, which is a sort of pasuk bekisnin. You would use it for erev chatzeros, but more for us Hamotzi, and they would make Hamotzi, and it's you see that it seems like he is like Ramona. So he says back, "No Shani Hasam." Over there is different. The kavas who does over there, Shmuel, the reason why he said that was because you're a Koveya Sudan. So again, just repeating this point. Now, what exactly is Kviyas Suda on 
Possible, but guess there's a major machlokas who shown him. Some say it has to do with an amount, like something like, like gimel or dal, dalad beitzim, and some say it's not really in a bad amount. It's more about just is this is this the normal amount that people will just sit down for lunch and completely you know be completely satisfied with this amount of possible bekisner. Rav Papa iklabe Rav Huna breder of Nasan busted the gamri sadai. So after they finished the meal. So they finished the meal, and they brought in some more food to eat. Shaka Rapapa. Rapapa took the food. It's kind of a new Indian right now. So what we're going to be discussing is, there's a concept that once the meal is over, kind of like what we learned yesterday, you then have to make new brachas. And the question is, when is the meal considered over? So in this case, it was Gamar Siddhasayim, and Rapapa ate. They said to him, Didn't you learn... Definitely, we learned that Gomer, if you finish the meal, it's usher to eat. So Amr said to them, no, it's not, it's not enough that you finish the meal. Salak, you have to remove the food. Meaning, the bread, the meal, the table, everything is gone. And we're clearly moved on from the meal. But it's just that, you know, Gomer it's just that we finished all the food. That's not considered um, that we finished the meal, that you don't... That, we then have to make new bracha vishonah as a new bracha achmana. Salaketum. It has to be that you remove the bread and everything is removed from the table. In this case, since they didn't remove anything, you still have to make a bracha vishonah. Itmar, rubber of zeir eklaberish kusa. The basad is salikos. In this case, what happened was the basad is salikos tachamikamayu. In fact, that's what happened. They removed the t- so they were eating by the reish kusa. Okay, rubber of zeir eklaberish kusa. They're eating by the reish kusa. After they removed the table, they sent some sort of food from the house of the Rish Klusa. I guess this is from somewhere else. So Rava Achel, Rav Zerah Lo Achel. Rava ate, and Rav Zerah didn't eat. So Don't you know the rule that once the table has been removed, the meal is over, and now you have to make a new bracha vishon, you can no longer rely on your original hamutz lechman aretz, because the Mutzalach only works on the foods that are eaten during the meal, but not foods that were eaten after the meal. So why are you eating? Said Reb Zeira to Rava. So Amr Leh, he said back to him, Amr Leh, he said to him, He says, when you're eating by someone else's house, you don't determine when the meal is over. You don't determine when the meal is over. That's up to the Balabayit. So just because they removed your table doesn't mean they removed the table of the Reish Galusa. So it's, again, it's up to the Balabayit to determine when is the end of the meal. Okay, and the question is why, the Tosa just discusses, it says Rebzeir didn't eat. He didn't have to not eat. He could have made a bracha, right? So it's, there's no prohibition uh, to eat. You just have to know uh, how to eat. So Tosa discusses why Rebzeir, you know, didn't eat with a bracha. Correct, correct, that, that's for sure. Neither of them made a bracha for her. So that's uh, so Amalei, so that's, that's where we're going uh, right now. Amar Rav. Rav says, Haragil Bashemin, someone who always, uh, you know, kind of washes his hands in oil, because uh, apparently, you know, this was the, I guess, primitive version of soap, is that at the end of the meal they would wash their hands uh, with soap and uh, with oil. And if they would always do that, then if they didn't do that yet, then clearly they're still in the middle of the meal. So Shemin Ma'akvo. So Shemin, it's kind of like if you always say a Lakainitzar at the end of Tefillah, it becomes part of your Tefillah. Same thing. If you always, um, you know, again, wash your hands with oil at the end of the meal, that means as long as you didn't do it, Shemin Ma'akvo, it's still, you're considered to be middle of the meal. Omar Vashri, give me a bit of Kanam Malan. Kigon Anand, Dergilin B'Mishcham. 
The Mishra Akvalon that oil holds us back. Says the Gemara, Velesa Chasam Kechalani Shmaitza. Forget everything you just learned. Velesa Chasam Kechalani Shmaitza. The halacha is not like anything we just stated. Ella like the following. Kihadar Bchia Barashi Yamarav. That this is the rule. And Shalash Techif was saying there are three things which have to be done, take off, which have to be done immediately. Take off with Smicha Shkito. After the owner of the carbon leans on the carbon, you know, Bechal Kaucha, then it's proper to do Shkita immediately. Take off Ligaula Tila, right? That's the concept of Smicha's Gaula Latila, right? After you say Gaula, you saw you want to dive in. And for our sake, Takaf, take off the Natila, then Lebracha. That once you say Natila, I mean, once you do Natila, then which is Mayim Achronim, then you can't eat anything. Take off Natila, then Bracha. The way Rashi understands is until you wash my Machonim, the meal is still going. It's my, but once you wash my Machonim, then you have to bench right away. Omar Abaya. Fine? So again, so again, the conclusion is, like Rashi says, this, the end of the Suda is not dependent on Shemin, not dependent on Gemar, not dependent on taking out the table. As long as you didn't wash my Machonim, it's permitted to eat. But once you wash Natila Sadaim, once you wash my Machonim, then you're not permitted uh, to eat and you have to bench uh, right away. Amar Abaya, which I guess what, really what the Gemara is saying is that Natila Sadaim is the last thing you do in the meal, right? And as long as you didn't wash as long as you didn't wash my machanim, that means the meal is still going. Amr Abaya, Af Anunomar, another idea, take him with Tamid and Bracha. Right after you host, uh, you can become close to Tamid and Bracha, you'll receive Bracha. Shnamar, like the Pasuk uh, says, Vayvachin Yashem Begolacha, right? So this is a love with Avram. Ibayas Imam, Helcha Vivarcha, Shemes Besamitri, Beglal Yosef, right? So, Hashem gave a bracha to base mitzvah because of Yosef. So again, the idea is you're close to Tamidei Chachamim. Lavan would have been close to Avram, then he would have received bracha as a result of that. Yaakov. Okay, uh, Yaakov, right, I'm sorry, not Lot. Um, so that's, 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 that is the halacha l'maysa regarding mayim achronim. Now there is something else which the Gemara doesn't mention, which is mentioned Shulchan Arach, as someone who says, Havlan v'nivrach. Right. In other words, once you say let's bench, once you say let's bench, that's also similar to my machon. That's discussed in Shulchan Aruch. That's only if the Balhabayis says have long But someone in the meal says let's bench. That doesn't that doesn't count for anything. But you do see from here that as that you're not supposed to talk after my machonim. Right. Some people are, are trying to be very makvid. So the question is right because it says take of take of netila lebracha. So Rashi says you just can't eat. So the question is can you speak? Right, because for the other things, it is no speaking. Take of lugol tefillah means no speaking. So you would assume take of netila daim bracha between my machanim. So I, I don't know. I, I, the ritva over here on the gemara says it only means eating, doesn't mean speaking. So that's why it's uh, again yesh machmirim not to speak. But there is, if you look at Rashi, Rashi just says not to eat in between. It doesn't say not to speak. So that's uh, if somebody wants to speak. Um, yeah. Also, again, as someone who's washing my machonim as like a stringency, let's you ask it's a chumrah to do my machonim. You can be a little more lenient if you're a svardi who holds my machonim chava. You have to be a little more strict regarding the rules of my machonim. Okay, says the Mishnah. Beirach al hayayin l'shelifnei mazon. So now we're gonna. So until now we've been discussing brachos that which brachos have to be made in the middle of a meal which is what we will be discussing. But let's say you made some of those brachas before the meal. 
So do brachas before the meal help for your brachas in the middle of the meal? Again, if you make a bracha on pot, that doesn't help your burp your gafen in the middle of the meal. But let's say you already made a bracha of wine before the meal. So you drank wine before the meal, which apparently was a very common thing in those days to do. Before the meal, you'd have you sit down for some wine. And not only exempts your drinking of wine, which will take place during the meal, but apparently after the meal is over, before Bekat Mazon, they would also... So there were, there were three drinkings. One before the meal, one in the middle of the meal, and one after the meal is over. Like, I guess by dessert time, they would take out another glass of wine. So that's called La'achar Mazon. So the, the broccoli made a barbier goffin before the meal, that will help your barbier goffin for after the meal, again, before benching, of course. Berach al parperes. If you made a bracha on parperes, so it's not so clear what parperes is. Some say it's a, a mizonos food. It's definitely like an appetizer. It's definitely an appetizer. Rashi seems to learn it's just like fish um, and, and other uh, items. It probably has to do with uh, the Gemara before. But again, there's a machlokas over here, it refers to some sort of mizonot product. Or it's referring to some sort of just fish and pargiot, as Rashi says. But either way, it's looked at as an appetizer, and it's not the stuff which is eaten with bread. We'll say it like that. So, so again, if you made a bracha on those items before the meal, there's no reason you have to make a bracha on those after the meal. Somebody who made a bracha on bread, of course, exempts Patas of Paris, don't have to make a bracha on Paris. But on Paris, if someone made a bracha on Paris, which sounds like here we're dealing with a Mizonos, lo pater as a pas. You do not exempt yourself from making a bracha on bread, of course, right? Because you have to, you have to, the bracha of Mizonos, let's say, is of course not going to exempt you from making a bracha of Hamotzi. A lot of these things are, are, are somewhat obvious. The Bishanim are a little difficult with the Chidushim of all these cases. That you also, well, we'll see what the Gemara, the Gemara is unclear what that means, so we'll get to it. Period. If everyone's eating by themselves, then they're each supposed to make their own bracha. But if they're all like leaning together, then one person makes a bracha for everyone. Meaning, the, the way the Gemara will explain it is that if you're leaning, in other words, you're lying down on the floor on mats, that means it's a kviyasuda. You're going to be eating here, you'll be here for a while, you're eating together. But if you're just yoshvin, that means you're on the go. If you're on the go, you're not eating together, and therefore, what, each person should make a bracha on his own. We only have one, bracha, one person making a bracha for everyone when it's perceived that everyone's eating together. Fine, because we want to make sure that everyone has kavana for your bracha, which will only exist if you're eating bederach kviyas su'uda. Balam yayin continues the Mishnah. Balam yayin besach mazon. If wine comes in the middle of the meal, it's what we know already, kolachad achem atzmo. But acham mazon, if it's after the mazon, which we'll see why, then achem mevarch l'kula then one person can make a bracha for everyone. So we'll see why that is. Even though it's the middle of the meal and everyone's eating together, for some reason we want everyone to make their own bracha. What does it mean? Is that, Rashi says, The one who makes the bracha, They bring some sort of uh, perfume or some sort of thing that, you know, they, they would burn on a fire and had a nice smell and they would make a bracha. So that person who made the bracha on the wine, he should be the one also to make the bracha of the atzeh b'samim b'afvishem. Okay. In other words, Rashi says, meaning the point is, is that they would, they made the bracha on the wine, then they would bench, and then they bring out this, this perfume. So the idea is that he has a right for that bracha. Because once he made that first bracha, he has a right for the next bracha 
of Mugmar. Okay, the Gemara will we'll talk about it. Fine. So again, there were two two sections to the Mishnah. The first section was when do you which brachos do you have to make at which times? Meaning, do brachos before the meal help you brachos in the middle of the meal? And the second part of the Mishnah had to do with when one person can fulfill everyone else versus when everyone has to make their own bracha. So says the Gemara. That that wine before the meal exempts your wine during the meal. It's only in Shabbat and Yom Tov. Because everyone, it's very common to drink wine. But during the year, during the year, one who drinks wine before the meal does not necessarily think, oh, I know I'm going to have another glass of wine. Therefore, he requires kavana that this bracha of wine before the meal should not put the bracha during the meal. On Shabbat and Yom Tov, you don't need kavana because it's obvious that everyone knows you drink wine during the meal. But during the week, that's not necessarily the case. So you're going to have to make a new bracha. Not only that, but on every single cup of wine. Because apparently, after every single cup, you say, oh, that's my last one. And then, oh, so I'm going to bring out another glass. Now, obviously, this is very dependent on, you know, on, on every. This is very Allah So, somebody who makes a bar pirigaf in a kiddush, right? If you generally drink wine during the meal, you don't have to make a bracha. But if you, uh, right, then if you generally drink, but if you don't, if you never drink wine, I like myself, I'll never drink wine during a meal. But if, if so, for some, for some reason I decide I'm going to drink wine this time, I'm going to have to make another bracha. So, it really is dependent on each and every person. Even if you did kiddush. Even if you did kiddush, correct, because that's yain shalafnei hamazam. So these are all times where apparently it was normal to drink wine. Shabbat Yom Tov, when you leave the bathhouse and when you just had blood let. Because it's normal to be During the year you have to make a brach on each and every cup. So we saw Rava do this. Right? We've already had a couple stories of Rava drinking wine. We had the story of Rava drinking a lot of wine Erev Pesach. I don't know if you recall that. So right, they saw them drinking wine before the Mazon and after. You did the right thing. Okay? They saw that Abaya was making a bracha even on Yom Tov in every single cup. Don't we just say you have to make one bracha. Every time, in other words, personally, I happened, you know, I, I changed my mind. And I was, I'm actually not ragel uh, to drink wine throughout the meal. So you see over here that it really is dependent on every individual. Right? We're not just making these ironclad rules. I changed my mind and therefore when I decided again, I'm going to drink wine. So since Abaya was saying that he's different than everyone else, therefore he felt that he should make a bracha on every single glass of wine. Tov, Ibailo, Balam Yain Betoch Amazon. So now the Mishnah discussed someone who made a bracha on wine before the meal. Does that exempt his bracha on wine for after the meal? But let's say you made a bracha on wine during the meal, does that exempt your bracha for after the meal? Again, when I say after the meal, I mean before benching. Ibailo, Balam Yain Betoch Amazon, Mahu Sheyiftar Etayayin Shalach Amazon. So wine in the middle of the meal, does that exempt your wine after the meal? So do we say, Those drinkings are very similar to each other in what they're coming to accomplish. They're both, they're lishtos. 
to drink. I'll explain in a minute. Avalhacha de right? That's the, the one letter difference. But here, the wine in the middle of the meal is not necessarily to enjoy the wine, but rather it's to help digest the food. So it actually serves a different purpose. So perhaps one bracha could only exempt another bracha when both drinkings are serving the same purpose. But when one is not to enjoy, you're drinking wine in the middle of the meal just to, to help it go down, then maybe it won't work. Or maybe we'd say, no, there's no difference. A bracha on wine is a bracha on wine. Rav Amar Pater, Rav Kana Amar Eina Pater, Nachman Amar Pater, Sheshes Amar Eina Pater, Rafuna Beridah Mechotu Bidir Rami Ami Eina Pater. Fine. So they have it. So many different opinions. What is the halacha? Let's continue. Eisvei Ravaler Nachman Balam Yan Besocha Mazon Kolacha Nachman Mevarch Laatzma Laacha Mazon Achman Mevarch Lakulam. So it's a pretty good proof. What does it say? Rav asked Nachman the following question. It said, "Wine came in the middle of the meal." Everyone makes their own bracha. I mean, one person cannot exempt everyone else. So it sounds like it's all one story, right? It sounds like they all made their own bracha to themselves during the meal. And it says one person can make a bracha of everyone after the meal. So it sounds like we're discussing one story, and they each made a bracha already, and they have to make another bracha. So you see, wine shebitoch hamazon does not exempt your bracha la'achar hamazon. Amalei hachikam, I don't know, it's... It's, it's like two separate cases. If they didn't drink wine during the meal, then they would make the bracha after the meal. But it's not referring to one case. We're not referring to one case where they made the bracha in the middle of the meal, and they had to make another bracha after the meal. Fine? I know about the word. Turn the page, the two dots. So the, the, the next Gemara is going to the, the Gemara on Mem Gemurah. That was really from the Mishnah, right? The Mishnah mentioned such a halacha, right? We just have to discuss why. Uh, the Gemara will explain. Um, let's continue. Beirach al hapas, patar sapar peres. Right, so if you made a brach on bread, patar et hapar peres, al hapar peret, lo patar sapas. Right, so again, if you made a brach on bread, then you don't have to make a bracha on any of the appetizers. But if you made a brach on the appetizers, then, right, again, some sort of pata baba kismet, perhaps some sort of mazona, then of course you still have to make a bracha on bread. Beshamay omrim, af lo maisa kedera. And then Beshamay said, you also, uh, it doesn't, well, ibailo, says more, what does Beshamay mean, af lo maisa kedera? Arasha Beshamay, Arasha pligi, odama asefa pligi. When Beshamay said, and not on a porridge, what was he referring to? What's he talking about? Again, a maisa gadera is something that's not connected to bread at all. It's a, it's a daisa. Even if you're, let's say, koveya suda on it, it's still forever going to be a mizanot. So what is Beishamai talking about over here? Do we say like this, to come Tanakama, the Tanakama said, Barachalapas, Pateras, Parperez. Tanakama said, if you're in a bracha on bread and you exempt Parperez, the Kalshikin maisa gadera. For sure, it's going to exempt maisa gadera. The way Rashi explains it is that Maisa Gadera is coming lazun. It's coming as an essential part of the meal, meaning Paperis is not really looked at as something that's lamazan, right? It's, it's somewhat lamazan, but not completely lamazan, meaning it's an appetizer, but it's not the actual meal which is going to fill you up. But Maisa Gadera is the actual meal. So if bread, again, Tanakam held, if bread, Bracha Vamotzi works for Paperis, for sure it works for Maisa Gadera, because that's for sure part of the meal. Va'ati Beisham Lameimar, and Beishamai says and argues on that perhaps Not only does bread not work for paperas, but even my sigdera, it's not going to exempt. Fine, it's not going to exempt. Odoma, so that's maybe that's what Beishamai means. 
Odoma, a Seifa Pligi. Maybe Beisham is arguing on the Seifa. What does the Seifa say? Again, there are two halachas mentioned. One halacha mentioned was that bread works for Paparis. And the second case, the second ruling of the Tanakhama was that the Bracha Paparis doesn't work for bread. Odoma, a Seifa Pligi. Tekatani Beirach ala Paparis. La Pater Sapas. Maybe you'll tell me, Pasu de la Pater, Abu Maisekadera Pater. But it's still going to exempt the Bracha of Maisekadera. And even my Sigdera, it's not going to exempt. And again, the Svara is not so clear if it's the same bracha. It seems like if they're each Beishamah held, which again, we don't rule it, so it's a little hard for us to imagine. But since, um, since they're coming for different purposes, then you're not going to, even if it's the same bracha, one, one bracha for one thing will not help for something else. So teku. We're not sure what Bishamim is, which is a very interesting teku, because usually teku is said when you're unsure about a halacha. Here, we're not unsure about halacha. What are we unsure about? Question. What Bishamim means, right? Now, Bishamim is not going to be acceptable halacha either way. So it's interesting that we're still, you know, if you assume teku means we're waiting around for Leo Navi, that again, usually teku is about what to do. This isn't about what to do. It's a teku in the Perisha Mishnah, which again is not so uh, common. Okay, it's it. The assumption here is that Papel is So the reason why I keep, you know, going back and forth, is, it's, 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 correct, it's definitely our time. Correct, but Tosa seems to say, Tosa says it's a Mizonos. Right, but, but no, but Tosa says it's Mizonos. Tosa says, um, and he proves, he, when he asks on Rashi, Rashi says it's fish. And one of Tosa's question is that, the Gemara Nomad Bet seems to compare Maisekadera with Parparis, so it sounds like it's a Mizona. So again, Rashi, seems it's, Rashi says it's some sort of fish. Tosa says that Parparis is that it's a pot which doesn't have a Turisa Dinama. You know, it's, again, it's like a sort of bread, which Tura Tapas, right? It doesn't, Tura Tapas, or Turita Dinama, some sort of cracker, exactly. Some sort of pot of Bikisnin. Well, no, what's that? Very important. Crackers, we do consider um, to be. Because how do we know that? Because if you'd be Kovea Sud on it, you make Amotzi. So all Patababakisnin really has this, has a Tzura Tapas. When we say things Mizonos, like noodles, let's say, right? Or, or a Daisa, all those sort of things, or Bissali, right? Not all Mizonot, if you're Kovea Sud on it, do you make Amotzi, right? What's, right? Or do you make Berchat Amazon? What's the difference? If Mizonot does not have Turisa Denama, like noodles, Pasta, you know, and so on and so forth. Basically, whatever it might be, those things don't resemble bread at all. So those things, no matter how much you eat, is not going to fulfill, uh, you know, kaviya suda that you have to make hamotzia, right? Stam, just a little pata babakisin, a nugget, which is important uh, to know. So pata babakisin, the deficiency of it is not that it doesn't have tzorot pat, it has a tzorot pat. The pata babakisin issue is that it's meant for a snack, not meant for a meal, which is why you'll find sometimes Again, I guess we have a little time. Um, even on something that's a little hard, let's say a croissant, right? You know a croissant? You buy an Issy's, there's a nice croissant. So the question is, if, let's say, those, so those things are pretty soft, right? Those things are pretty soft. They're not hard. They don't have a sweet filling, right? Perhaps the... the no, I'm saying, let's say you don't get a chocolate croissant. Get a, a plain croissant. Plain croissant. And the dough is a little sweet, you know, it's, I would say it's not, not any sweeter than most chalot that Ashkenazim would eat, right? For, for Svardi, you don't understand why that thing is mezonot, because it's a little sweet. 
But for Ashkenazim, we, we don't make hamotzi on konsam, but yet it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty much the, the same sweet as the regular challah. So the answer is, is that, of course, that it's not really always about the three conditions. When you have something that's just always eaten as a snack, like a croissant, no one will ever sit down for lunch and say, oh, here's my croissant, let me put cream cheese and peanut butter in it and I'll have a meal, right? Croissant is eaten at the breakfast or you know, a little snack in the, you know, something in the card, but it's not eaten as something, it's not eaten like bread. Let's <coughs> say it like that, it's not eaten like bread. So even if something like a croissant, which doesn't really fulfill any of the conditions, still it's, the bracha is going to be mizonot because the three conditions are really just revealing to you um, the concept, which is anything that's generally eaten as a snack is going to be mizonot, and anything generally eaten as a motzi, um, a bread, it will be, will be hamotzi. Okay, let's continue. I do like to do more on Fridays. So let's continue. So we're going to set a rule that if everyone's eating together, they're all leaning, right? Hence, um, then one can make a bracha for everyone. But if not, then everyone has to make a bracha for everyone. If they're not leaning, then you, they can't, one person cannot make a bracha for everyone. Or many, we have a contradiction. Ten people walking on the way. Even though they're all eating from one loaf, everyone has to make a bracha on their own. But they sat down to eat. Right? And even if they're each eating from their own loaf, what do you see? Right? They just sat down to eat. Even though they didn't. Lean, right? So again, they're walking on the way. It's enough to sit. Kigon, that here's different. Why? Because the army, because they said, They all said together, let's go and eat bread in this, uh, in this place, right? So once you basically all say we're all going somewhere together, that's like equal to everybody leaning. Okay, so you can either have sitting plus this nezuvenechol, or you have the leaning of our Mishnah. Very nice story when Rab passed away. Also, the students went to the funeral. When they came back, they got hungry. Let's go have some bread on the river. So after they, you know, they, they were getting ready for the meal, Yasu coming by, they asked the following question. Amazing story, right? When the Mishnah said, that in order for one person to make a bracha, right? when the Mishnah said, they said to themselves, or maybe not. Since we all said, let's go eat at a certain place, it's like a seba, meaning we've all, you know, basically made ourselves as if we're eating together. They didn't uh, have the answer. The dramatic student, and he ripped the clothing. In other words, he ripped the part that had not yet been ripped. And he ripped another kriya. And he said, He says, Rav has passed away. And we did not learn the halachos of berchas amazon, right? Or like berchas of, of eating food. Somebody came by. He asked that contradiction that we just asked. And he answered. So this Saba told him that... Right, and he showed him that again, nezel v'nechol is considered like a sebo, and therefore one person can make a bracha for everyone. Why should make a home in that work? Does he right? So again, the the question over here is um, most assume that if one did make a bracha for everyone, and you were listening, it would have worked. The question is lechatchila. We don't want one person making a bracha for everyone when they're not eating together, because the kavana will be lacking. That that's really the point. We want each person to make his own. 
a bracha. It's kind of like, just to make a comparison, it says in Shulchan Aruch that in the morning when everyone comes to Shul, everybody makes a bracha on their own talit, right? You don't have one person to make a bracha for everyone, uh, you know, I'm going to make a bracha, it doesn't be motzi everyone, because everyone, everyone's involved in their own individual mitzvah that doesn't connect us, right? And that's what's actually recommended. If they're leaning, they're all sat down, they're here to stay. One makes a bracha for everyone. Only bread needs a seba. Meaning, you need a seba in order to say lechatchila, one can make a bracha for everyone. But wine does not need a seba. Rabbi Nachman says, no, not need a seba. So that's one version of the dispute that one Amara held that one is actually for some reason more lenient. The next opinion says, Ikadarmi, Amarav, Loshara Lapas, Dimahani Laseba. Only bread does Laseba help, but Yain, Lomahani Laseba. So again, one version of Rav has is that one is more lenient, and the other version is that it's more strict. Rav Yochanan Amar, Filiyain, Nami Lahani Laseba. Mesve, let's ask a question. Kate, let's say there's Seba, Archin, Nechnas, and the guests walk in, Vyoshan, Agabis, Absalom, they sit on their stools. Al-Gabi, Katar Dios, I don't know, some sort of benches or something, or maybe the mats, Achiyichnesu, Akulam, so when everyone walked in, Havu Lahem Mayim, they brought everyone water, Kolachan V'achan Natal Yado, each person washed his hand, Yado Achas, just one hand, because they were about to drink wine, so Balahem Yain, so they took the wine. So again, they washed their hands in order to receive the glass of wine. So Kolachan V'achan Mavarach Latzmo, everyone made a bracha on their own. Once they, I don't know, went up or they, they leaned, Rashi says they went on their beds. So they leaned, they brought water again. Because now they'll be eating with both of their hands. Wine came again. But I guess we're dealing with here during the week. Right? So they had to make another bracha. So here it says that Washing your hands for yon. Correct, it's definitely not a halacha. Rashi says it's kavod habracha. I mean, we don't really do it, but Tosos does say mishum kavod habracha. That's what Tosos says. Again, you do want to make sure your hands are not, are, your hands are not dirty. I think there is something brought down in Shulchan Aruch about this, about washing your hands, you know, when you're about to say a bracha. It's not like the regular, obviously no bracha is required, at least the way it says in Shulchan Aruch. Um, but we will clarify that. So again, it says over here, if they, before the meal, Everyone made their own bracha on one. But once they were hasebu, then one person made a bracha for everyone. So it's, there's a question on both Amarim. According to the first version of Rav's statement, doesn't need a seba, The beginning of the Braita is Akasha. What are the, again, the first version of Rav said that wine does not need a seba. Yeah, we see over here that each person made their own bracha when they first walked in. So you see, you do need a seba. So we're not shani archent that the title of meikar, the meikar. Here we're dealing with um, guests, and guests are very unpredictable, and who knows where they're gonna end up eating, and therefore there's less of a kviyas when you're dealing with guests versus people who are not guests by somebody else, but let's say they're all eating together somewhere else. So because those guests, we, you know, you need haseba to really make them kavua, make this an uh, achila that's being done together. and and what about the other version? The other version of Rav said that wine does not need a seba is also a question. Right? So it's a question on the seba. Again, the seba said that once they were leaning, they were able to make a bracha. Yet Rav apparently holds that wine by his seba doesn't help. 
So the more shani hasam over there, it's different. The migud to come hani is able to pass when he's able to yain. Very interesting thing. Meaning, when Rav made a statement about Haseba not working for wine, that's only if they were only planning on drinking wine. But if they started off with bread, and then they went to wine, so since they were leaning, and the leaning helped for bread, in other words, they all lean, that one person made a bracha for everyone on bread, so now they're really together. So once you have the Haseba of pass, or we consider it a kvias su'uda together through the eating of bread, then that will help for the drinking of wine as well. Okay, migu. You know, we find like uh, in Shabbat and Sukkah, we find a similar line. Maybe, is it, what's the, uh, yeah, the, well, we find the similar line, which says that like, once we consider it a wall for Shabbat, then we'll consider it for a wall uh, for Sukkah. So this, that's this word of migu. Okay, fine. Let's uh, continue. One came in the middle of the meal. Shalom is benzoma, the aspects. Right, this is the question that has been asked here. Why the difference? Why if the wine comes in the middle of the meal, everyone makes the brach on their own? Right, what's the difference? So Amalami told them, How el ve'en beit ha'bliya panoi? Ain't beit ha'bliya panoi. So what does it mean, ain't beit ha'bliya panoi? So Rashi says that basically, uh, when you're in the middle of the meal, um, your, your stomach is not empty, right? says When you're eating, you're not thinking about what anyone else is saying. What are you thinking about? Eating. So if you're middle of the meal, it's very hard for you to concentrate on anybody else other than yourself. The only thing you could concentrate is on your eating. But after the meal, you're more laid back and therefore you have the lave and the mind to, again, have kavana for the other person's baracha. Okay, we're gonna, we'll, we'll stop here. Okay, Shkach.